Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Nick Augustine, and I am your host on this episode of Law Talk Radio, produced by Lone Star Content Marketing, brought to you in part by our friends at Members' Choice Federal Credit Union here in Denton, Texas, on Unicorn Lake Boulevard. You may also be able to join Members' Choice if you live, work, worship, or attend school in Denton or Argyle, Texas. I join Members' Choice because they're locally owned and operated and offer a level of personal service I otherwise cannot find. I'd like to remind everyone listening that all the on-demand links to our episodes are available on our homepage, LoneStarContentMarketing.com, under the Podcast tab, and you can also find our shows on our Law Talk Radio Facebook page, as well as our Facebook page for Lone Star Content Marketing. Today's show is episode number 43 in the ongoing series, Building Your Law Practice with Jim Thompson and Nick Augustine, and today's title is Updating and Maintaining Your Content to Both Optimize Your Website and Appeal to New Clients. Uh, I always suggest that people take a look at the copyright notice on your website, and if none of the copy has been changed, thus requiring the copyright update, ask yourself why. So while sections of the website may be best known by search engines, we don't want to necessarily make changes there, but there are other areas on our websites where we may have added new services, changed individuals in the firm, changed the way we described a product or service, or otherwise have a better way of saying it. So our content plans should focus on our webs you know, our websites as well as frequent blog publishing and we'll talk about some of the tools that we can use to share that content and get it to the intended audience such as a boosted content on Facebook. So we're going to talk about Facebook sharing versus Facebook advertising as two separate concepts. Also talk about video and other new ways that we get to people. And so really what this is, and we talk about the world of online marketing and advertising and we're generating referrals, new business, we just want to look at this from a year-to-year basis. Because what was true in 2010 is not necessarily the case today in 2015. Um, so it's always good to update. And why we're doing all this, why are we going to all this work with all this content and websites and social networks? Well, we're trying to encourage referrals. And we know that referrals come from people who know, like, and trust us. So it's likely the people that are already out there, some might say competitors, or neighbors, maybe a, a, a real estate agent person you know, or maybe another lawyer who brings you in on a case, or maybe just a you know, grandma who sees something and says, you know, to her neighbor, hey, my son is a lawyer, he'd be good for you. So that's why we're doing all this work and all this referral, um, and especially for law firms, everybody operates on referrals, and we want to always look at why it is that people are not getting the referrals they need, and that is the author of my co-host's book, Jim Thompson is with us, and he's the author of the book called Why Attorneys Fail to Get the Referrals They Deserve and Need to Grow Their Practice and What They Can Do About It. Later in the show, Jim's going to tell us how we can get a copy of his book. Jim is a retired lawyer well-known for helping attorneys get back on track by earning clients through simple cost-effective activities. Again, he's the author of Why Lawyers Fail to Get the Referrals and What They Can Do About It. My name again is Nick Augustine, and my company, Lone Star Content Marketing, helps lawyers share tips and stories about their practice areas by writing and managing their blog content, social media, newsletters, press releases, uh, and all the other marketing and advertising, including 
Internet Radio Podcasts. By the way, I have a short disclaimer. The Law Talk Radio Program is an informational program, and advice shared on the show does not constitute legal advice. Communication with attorneys among callers and guests on our show does not give rise to an attorney-client relationship. If you have questions, you should always consult with an attorney in your area. All right, so this broadcast are reserved. Enough for me. Let's say hello to Jim. Hey, Nick. How you doing down there in sunny Texas? Um, I'm sure it's a little bit warmer down there than it is here, but we've got the sun shining, so it is a very, very pleasant the day here. The sun is a good thing to melt all that snow. I've seen... Seen things on Facebook, seen things myself of people buried in having snow days. So what we do is we have a like a cold day or an observed because when the snow days hit there, it's just kind of colder here. So, but we're back Eddie, on track, and it's Friday, and it's a good time to talk about some of this marketing. Well, you know, um, you mentioned a couple of things, and 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 uh, you mentioned that you should kind of, you know, well, most people will, will hear this this website uh, this will help your SEO and all that and I was uh, uh, privileged to be on a webinar uh, during the week and, and uh, there was a statistic and I usually don't like statistics but it was kind of an interesting take on it and, and from a referral standpoint they were talking about referrals and even though somebody who you may refer who thinks it um, you know they know like and trust you and you pass on a referral to someone Eighty percent of those people are going to go and look at your website before they contact you. They're going to go out and take a look and see. Okay, Jim. Jim's referred uh, Nick as an attorney, and we know, like, and trust Jim. And Nick must be a good attorney, but I think I'll go and check him out anyway. So they're going to your website and looking at your website. Here's one of the problems I've seen, and I, I've done this with lawyers and, and some other small business owners. And, and the question I'll ask when we get going talking about was, when was the last time you looked at your website? And you know, sometimes I'll get this. Well, I looked at it when we put it up five years ago, or last year, or um, you know, I happened to look at it last week because such and such happened. But I, I guess. What I'd like to encourage everyone, if, if as soon as they, you know, listen to what we're saying, they go take a look at their website and see what's really on there. I mean, when did they last update it? The 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 thing that I've seen too, and, and I want to share this, it is is it, it goes to updating your website, but it goes to, okay, a website developer comes in and says, well, you got to have this, you got to have this, you got to have this on your website. Oh, and by the way, you got to have some testimonials up there and this. So, hey, that sounds good. The website developer puts the website up and he's got testimonials and somebody goes and looks at your testimonials and it's totally blank. And they know you've been in practice for a number of years, right? But you have no testimonials up. What does that say about you and your law firm? Um, and the other thing is, you know, right along those lines, if you had testimonials up, um, how long have they been up there? You know, maybe you were a bankruptcy attorney at one time, so you got some great testimonials about your bankruptcy, and then you decided to go into some other area. So you still have the bankruptcy testimonials up there, and obviously that labels you as kind of, you know, kind of not keeping up with, with really what's going on, say, in real estate law or whatever your new, uh, your new venture is. So... Take a look at your website, see what's up there, 
and you know get it fixed if you had somebody develop your website a year or two ago chances are that it's it's not up to date uh, another thing and Nick and I were talking about this off um, before we get on the broadcast is uh, I've seen where attorneys will post well they've been the author of a, a, a an article and this is what they put up and this is they were you know the law review and they've written these articles and all that and okay it's it's 2015 and they note that they've written these articles back in 2009 2010 2011 and they haven't done anything since then you know I, I think if you want to say you've written articles and and that's fine but uh, you know leave the dates off at least you know, so that at least somebody looks at mm, it. Right. Maybe that is a current article. But here's the other thing, and maybe more importantly, if you've written an article and you haven't uh, updated your website to say, yeah, I've written an article on, uh, let's just say, independent contractors and the new law in Texas on independent contractors, and somebody goes and looks at it and goes, oh, yeah, that's 2009. Boy, he really keeps up with the law. What kind of a lawyer is he? You know, so if you're going to write or put in uh, your website that you're the author of certain articles, make sure they're current. Uh, you know, it's just it's just kind of stupid because it labels you as, as as not really staying up with what's going on, not being current, and, and everything that goes along with it. Um, right. So, uh, and, you know, just like you're saying there, I mean, the, the best efforts may make you look like a jerk. Um, and you just, I want people to remember, while we're talking about uh, why we're adding articles, why we're adding testimonials, why we're doing all this, I want, like, let's think about the people who are looking at our website in two uh, categories. We've got humans, human beings, we refer to them. We also have robots. So the robots are the search engine crawlers. And those search engine crawlers, they're going to go to your website and look at what's there and see, boom, 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 else. Hey, Jim updated his blog. Jim updated his blog how often? Okay, he's doing it once a month. Okay, well, let's see, okay, once a month. The more frequently you do that with consistency, those little search engine crawlers are going to come back to your blog and go through maybe once a month. Though it's, they schedule it as a little mat, uh, a place to stop on their little path of, of where they go and these things are pretty uh, pretty interesting. The way it all works, it's kind of like a uh, a large web of it all. Um, you know, they're like spiders crawling on the web. So uh, that's why we want to have a website that is frequently updated, that as opposed to a static website that we just publish and it sits there and nothing's going on. So as we're talking about content and tools, one of the things with our websites to get them not so static and have updates and information changing frequently. That's why we add social social network feeds on there too. But Jim, very good point about uh, taking the dates off. If you have limited content, you know, and you want to share something, don't make it look like you're publishing in a frequent, you know, every week or every month or every quarter. If that's not the case. The other thing, you know, that that, and I, I want to give a little plug for what you're doing, Nick, is is the I've, I've come across lawyers that have hired people to do their blog writing or to put stuff on their websites, and the and and I just in my natural curiosity a lot of times when I hear that I'll go back to their websites and take a look and obviously some of it's done really well, but there's a lot of stuff that people are putting up on their websites and I would guarantee you they've never even seen. They've never even approved. They probably have never even looked at what's going up on their blog or their websites. 
And I would certainly say if you're going to hire somebody to do um, your blogging or your writing, at least for the first you know, few months, check out what they're doing. The first article they do, check it out the second time. And then you, 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 if you become very comfortable with someone and you know that they're going to put up stuff that's good, well, that's fine. But, you know, just to say, okay, I just hired John and he's going to do my blogs. What's John do? Well, is he a lawyer? Oh, no, no, no. He's just, he's a good journalist. Well, yeah, okay, maybe maybe that might work for you. Maybe it won't. Depends on what you're really looking for. But make sure that what you are thinking you want put up on your website is what is well, actually it, going on up there. Go ahead. And it's got to be relevant. It's got to be relevant, too. And that's why, again, when we talk about outsourcing and hiring someone else to do it, um, that's why I always say I have a little competition because you have to do, you have to first understand and know the law. Let's talk about lawyers, for for example. Yeah, you have mm-hmm. to know what you're talking about in these different practice areas. That's number one. Number two, you have to understand what is relevant to your audience. So if you're writing your blog, who are you writing it for? Now, if you are, uh, maybe your blog for lawyers, your blogs can be different types. It can be consumer-based or it can be other lawyer-based. So let's say you are a securities lawyer and you have you exist in some real tiny niche of the practice you might want to be, in, you know, say, let's say your audience are other securities lawyers, but you are, you know, the man with the, you know, whatever plan and whatever you do is really technical. You may want to have case updates there and have a more technical thing because other practitioners in your area are the people you're writing for. Now, let's on the other side of the coin, let's say you're a bankruptcy attorney. Your clients aren't going to be interested in case updates about things going on in Chapter 11. Most of the stuff out there, the news article to comment on is business, uh, business bankruptcy and organizations anyways. doesn't apply to the regular consumer. So for the consumer, it's what for bankruptcy? What motivates them to file? What are they worried about? Uh, what types of issues trip their trigger? Is it how am I going to get a house or a credit card after a bankruptcy? For example, so again with family law and other practice areas, we have to think about this. So if you hire someone who may be a good writer, as Jim says, but has no idea what motivates a client in a particular practice area to make that decision to even call or email the law firm, you're wasting your time. And, you know, if you're speaking over your client's head, that's no good. And if you're – now, here's the other one. I was telling Jim that I saw a, a lawyer who had a few articles out there, and he was talking – he was pretty – he was explaining things in a – following my advice of explain things in a real-life situation. But the guy is so folksy in some of the content um, and, like, little – punchlines and questions and jokes. I mean, it seems like someone you want to go grab a beer with, not someone you want to trust your life with if it's an important matter. So <laughs> you can't just go yeah. you know, blurb stuff out on a page and think that it's going to be useful. So, again, um, if you're hiring someone who's giving legal advice, I mean, that's, we don't, we, that's not the purpose of our blogs. Our blogs are not to give legal advice for lawyers. The purpose of the blogs is to highlight how the, how they can help the client right now, because or how I help this other client. So it's a little yeah, more on and, that. And it's, yeah, and 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 that's really uh, a key is is what the lawyer the people who are reading your blogs or even looking at your websites, they could care less about you. I mean, your mom and your dad might be very happy that you graduated number one in your law school class and that 
you're on Law Review and you've done all these other great things. But people reading your blogs, uh, generally, I mean, the, the average consumer who's out there reading your blogs could care less about no, yeah. your implications. They need to know what you know that is going to help them. And I, I see this when lawyers, and you can go on and look at, and, and obviously we've talked about video quite a bit, and, and lawyers putting video on their website, which I think is, is absolutely incredibly the smart thing to do these days because people don't want to read anymore. But if you're going to mm-hmm. put video there, make it uh, so that you're, you're educating people and i heard this comment the other day and i may have said this before somebody said to me well you know if i educate these people out there they're never going to come to me and there's two things number one wouldn't you rather have somebody educated walk in your office and know the questions that you're you know that that are relevant to their particular case the other thing is if you don't educate them somebody else is going to that's right so if, if you look at three websites or whatever the number is and you see that, um, you know, John over there has a static. He has a lot of great stuff on his website, but, you know, it's 20 pages long and all this other stuff. People aren't even going to look at it. And then you go and you go and you go, and all of a sudden you come across somebody that's got, uh, you know, hey, I'm Jim, and I graduated from Harvard, number one in my class. And, you know, okay, fine, great. <laughs> you know, I don't need you. You're probably too damn expensive anyway. <clears throat> and then I go to another website. And I, this is Jim, and, you know, I practice in the area of boom. And, you know, I know that you probably have a lot of questions in some of these areas. So I've, I've done five or six or seven or whatever number of short videos, you know, on, on child support where you're going to have to pay alimony, things of this nature that I'm sure you're concerned about. Take a look at these, and then if you have any questions, you know, give me a call after that. What have you just done? You've just educated them. Now you go to the next person's website, and, you know, they, they, they say, hey, I'm Jim, and I'm a, a divorce lawyer. Come and see me. Why? What have you done for me? Make it so that you're addressing uh, questions. And, and somebody says, "Well, Jim, how do I how do I do that?" What do you just take and sit down with your say ten frequently asked questions? What what do clients typically ask you when they come in and see you? Um, how long is my case going to take? What Am I going to have to pay alimony? I have to pay child support. What about property? Whatever, the 10 or whatever, and we all have them, questions that somebody's going to ask you, address those questions in your yeah. in your blogs or address them on your video. But, uh, right. you know, and, and the other thing is, um, is to tell stories. I was just talking to a client this morning, and we were mm-hmm. talking about, uh, you know, some of the things going on, and I said, you know what? You're going to write something, and that's going to go over people's heads. But if you turn around and you put that into a story saying, this is what just happened to a client that just happened to come into my office and he, he didn't come and see me in time and blah, 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 and now he's you know facing this and facing that. If he'd only come in to see me, blah, blah, blah. Whatever the case may be, talk in terms of And don't of story. script it. Please don't script yeah. it. Don't sound no. like a robot. But telling a story, someone, oh, this is interesting. This is captivating. You know, because it's a real person. Um, in addition <clears throat> to telling the stories, you uh triggered on something else when people are given their bio it's be a human don't be a robot maybe tell people if you are uh you know whatever type of a whatever school you went to i'm a proud alumni of whatever and a you know go team whatever it may be or something interesting you about you i'm a person who has horses or i like people like certain breeds of dogs um that type of thing and like coming across as a human like be a human let people know that 
but also we want to let them you know that you're the person with expertise as a lawyer and not be too i don't know there's like a fine line that you sort of have to ride there um mm -hmm. but yeah i agree with jim telling a story about what it is and also as you're telling people in these video blogs my other comment is let them know about little peculiarities and it's kind of the uh-oh factor of uh, uh oh if i try to do all this on my my own i'm going to run into something that might be completely confusing because for people who are not experienced, it's the unknown unknowns that can trip people up. And pro se's can, people uh, do-it-yourself lawyer can read all the blogs and watch all the videos and then completely uh, miss something. I, again, I always, it's like the uh, person always uh, tells me the story about the guy she saw who did a video about how he made his, did his own dental work, some dude on an island somewhere. Now, I guess if you want to figure all that out, you can make some tools and do all your own dental work too, you know, while you're at it. And maybe uh, be your own doctor. But um, yeah, but some website videos, I agree though, Jim. Telling stories, uh, these are good things, um, and having plans. And one of the things that I also like about videos, Jim, and I'll ask you if you've uh, seen more of this, is the Google Hangout um, concept. And it's sort of a, something similar like we do here on this program, but um, it's webcam back and forth, and it automatically goes to YouTube. So Google Hangout, I mean, a lot, there's just so many more options with video that do not cost a fortune. Um, and again, there's some times where it's important, I think, to get things professionally produced. Other times you can do things uh, a little uh, more off the cuff and um, kind of more informal setting. Yeah, you know, and, and what you just said I think is kind of important because there's one thing doesn't fit everyone. And so if you're using the Google Hangouts, if you're using video, if you're using blogs, you know, have a mixture of, of, of what you're doing because what might appeal to me is not going to appeal to the next person. So if mm -hmm. you have a website and you got video on it, fine. If your blog is such and such. But, you know, diversify. And, and, and here's the other thing. You know, kind of experiment, okay? And, and ask your clients, if you will, you know, what they thought about your last video, you, you know, you put up or what they thought about your last blog. You may think it's the greatest blog in the world, but it may be not resonate with any of your clients or you may think this is a piece of garbage I put out I, I don't like it but I was under a deadline and you put it out and you know you, you get four or five comments from clients that say geez that's the best thing you've ever done Nick yeah oh, holy cow I didn't or know you had it in you what if you take what if you take old uh, a lot of people think people see blog publishing and how many likes and clicks and they look at ROI just in the they look at it in the in the first 24 hours and mm -hmm. I say, no, 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 no. If you're doing this stuff correctly, you're, by design, it should be able to be found later. So if you write things with the intention of them being relevant for something beyond a 24-hour period, um, you may go back, and, and I've been doing this myself, going back and finding things that, uh, that I've written years ago that are still relevant and sharing those today. So you could also mm -hmm. take some, if, if you have a collection of articles and videos, you could package those up and put them into, um, you know, little PowerPoint presentations or this or that. Once you've done it the first time, you know, so you have to think about that, what has staying power and what doesn't. So, you know, it's always when you're writing that, it's, it's good to think in terms of, am I writing for someone just as this a limited thing? Um, I'll get, you know, some practice areas. 
uh, are different and changing. Uh, you know, one might be, for example, immigration. Um, immigration lawyer may be writing something that may be true for clients one day. You know, two weeks later, that's no longer uh, valid anymore. It might be changing. So, another thing to think about. Yeah, and if you're if you're writing a bunch of different things, and of course, obviously, it has to be relevant to, and and stay current. But if you you've got ten, fifteen articles you've put out there. Um, on, say, a personal injury lawyer puts out articles about what you should do in an automobile case, what you should do if you have a deposition, what you have, you know, put in a little book form, you know, become an author, you know, um, a 30, 40, 50 page book, you know, holy cow, my lawyer's an author. Whoa, what does that do to the statute, you know, and, or somebody calls your firm and uh, is talking to the secretary, and the secretary can say something like, well, would you like Mr. Jones's book on that? We can send it right out to you. Holy cow. I didn't realize I was talking to somebody that's famous. And and the, the interesting thing, too, is is when a lot of, a lot of people, when they, they do video, okay, and there's a video on the website, they're referring people and saying, well, you know, my lawyer's really good. He's on TV. <laughs> You know, and not really being one of these TV, you know, clowns again. Excuse me if any of you are on TV, you know, hawking on the services. But you're on TV, which is the video on the website, and that's my lawyer. Go see him, or go talk to him, or go, go, go take a look at what his video is, because boy, he's really smart. You know, and the more you can get people who, when they refer you, uh, as I said before, and it kind of blew my mind. I knew people go went and a lot of times looked at websites, I always do, for a couple of different reasons, but, you know, the, the 80%, that just blew my mind. So if you don't have a good website and you're getting referred, maybe the person who uh, has referred you um, has never looked at your website either. So think about this. I just had an occasion uh, this morning uh, that that I had a, a client, an attorney client, that was looking for a referral to a different type of an attorney. That, that and uh, I put that out, and I got about seven or eight responses. It's kind of a unique situation uh, that 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 they could help them. And I basically put that back to to the attorney they asked me. And then I went and I looked at some of these websites, and I wouldn't hire some of these people, even though I know they're good lawyers. Uh, and so I've got to put across a fine line sometimes when I will call somebody up and say, you know, I just looked at your website, and um, I, I, I'm not pushing websites. I don't sell websites, but uh, you need to take a look at it because I just referred you, and I was kind of embarrassed I, after I looked at and referred you, and I looked at your website. So, you know, and here's the deal. I probably won't refer you again unless I see that it's cleaned up. No, not only that, though, Jim. Let's talk about when you do that. Let's say you're sending that referral and you give that referral over, you know, and give someone a list. Maybe it's a phone call and you give them the names. If I go and I put that person's name in and they have an active Facebook page, I'm going to find their, their law firm Facebook page often before I find their website, unless their website's well optimized. So there's, you know, and uh -huh. a person might go to, uh, because here's the thing we look at. Social media seems to be, well, you know, you have to think, okay, I have this, I'm this lawyer with this website, this is all great, but the social media is kind of like the great equalizer where people are more real and authentic. You know, everyone has their best foot forward where they're making their website ideally, but, you know, social media pages, if it's done frequently and daily, you can also tell a lot about a person 
um, you know, and a lot about a, a law firm or a professional by how they engage or whether they at all engage with their, uh, you know, their their audience and their contacts. So we think of all this content that we have, and we look at social media as a distribution tool because we need to get it out to people, and people need to see it because you're going to get referrals from. Likely, your referrals are going to come from people you've already known for years but they're going to give referrals to people they see more frequently at events, uh, people they talk to on the phone more frequently, or people they you know, rather see uh, on Facebook. And the, the closer we are to some of these people, the more likely we are to see their information. So, then, uh, so I just wanted to make a couple points about uh, social media sharing versus social media advertising. So recently, a lot of people have been doing this boost post thing on Facebook where you put in uh, some money and you can, um, you know, up five, dollars $5, or up to $50 or more, uh, you can direct where Facebook is going to publish your content. So that post could be, um, that page post could be anything from an, uh, a well-placed ad, really like, you know, like a image with, uh, you know, this is what we do, here's an ad. Um, you know, or a specific event you're trying to promote and get people to attend, uh, so on and so forth. And whether the people like your page or not, that's going to show up in their content. So there's different ways to, to look at this. And I think that people, when they're doing the boost post on a blog or an article they're sharing, it just seems like spam because, in my opinion, they're shoving information in your face um, that you're not necessarily interested in it. Now, if there's if it's a a, do, a boost post you're doing to boost awareness of your law firm, you know, one of these where we see so and so of our friends like this page and you craft it in a way that shares here's this law firm, you know, here's here's who we are, or just a basic ad, here's who we are, here's what we do. People understand that as like okay, that's an ad. We they see it as an ad, but when it looks like something you're trying to talk to someone. Uh, you know, when sharing an article or commenting about it or your, your personal thoughts on a blog comment or a blog you wrote, and you're doing that as a sponsored ad, it's like advertising your personal opinion into someone's face. It just, it's like, don't sell to me so much on, um, on Facebook. People don't appreciate it. And they, instead of looking at your law firm as a bunch of people, they now see it as an entity. And it's uh, an entity, it might as well be McDonald's. Waterburger, Sprite, you know, whatever. You know, they're just shoving content in my face. So there's a time to boost posts to get more likes. Um, there's times to advertise, but then there's times to go the legitimate um, organic route and not do this whole boost post and earn traffic by having relevant content. Um, so those are my thoughts. Jim, do you have any other final well, thoughts? You know, on, it, uh, well, the, the final thought, I w- two final thoughts I would have. Number one, we cover a lot of stuff in a half hour. And mm-hmm. go, you know here, there, and all over. And if anybody has any questions, would like further information, or would like to to explore something with us, please, you know, send us an email. Um, my email, and and if you want a copy of the book, I'll cover two things at once. If you would like a copy of the book, uh, the ebook, it's uh, J E T S N J E T at Lawyers Marketing Resource dot com. Uh, that's JET at Lawyers Marketing Resource. Um, I get a lot of emails from folks, and they ask questions, and and maybe one day we'll we'll sit down and we'll share a bunch of the the questions we get. But you know, it just seems like we got so much to cover in a half hour. It just uh, it, it goes very quickly. 
So um, having said that, you know, everybody go out, have a super day. If you have any questions, want a copy of the book, you know, please let me know or let Nick know and he can pass it on. And, you know, hopefully we're and, – and here's the other thing. Uh, if you have any thoughts on maybe a future show or something we can talk about in the future, you know, please pass that on to us because uh, we'll be glad to, to, to research or do whatever we can to help you out. Exactly. And I mean, the reason that we do these programs uh, is to sort of be something in between, uh, you know, a friendly advice and people who do this type of thing for a living. But, um, you know, the large vendors aren't there. They're there to make money. They're there for you know, their bottom line. And, you know, it's just a thing like the, they'll, they'll produce a lot of reports with the return on investment and, you know, all these clicks and data. And, you know, what does all this mean? Uh, so we'd really try to boil all this down into, you know, plain English for our friends and uh, people who we love, know, like, and trust. So we hope that you fall into that category. Hope to hear from you all soon. Jim, thanks again for your time. Okay, Nick, well, listen, you have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, we'll be back next Wednesday at noon. Wednesdays at noon. Switch for Monday. Wednesdays at noon, everyone. See you then.